Hello, 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 and good evening, my friends. This is another episode of Terror Radio Podcast. If this is your first time joining me, then welcome. This is a podcast dedicated in bringing you the best of horror and thriller old-time radio broadcasts, as well as original stories. And for my dedicated followers, welcome back. This is your host, Keith a.k.a. The Radio Show Nerd. And I wanted to let you all know that next week, I will be featuring an episode dedicated to urban legends. It took me forever to find any radio play that was an adaptation of an urban legend. And I also will be featuring two short stories, original stories, which are adaptations of, or I I should say, modern day adaptations of popular urban legends so I can't wait for you to hear those so without further ado this is Terror Radio tonight I will be featuring the radio shows The Black Mass and Nightfall now The Black Mass and I featured this on um, prior shows was a horror supernatural fantasy if you will radio series that aired in Berkeley and LA from 1963 to 1967 and was produced by Eric Bosserfeld the uh, radio play tonight is an adaptation of the short story entitled The Boarded Window by Ambrose Bierce I hope I pronounced that correctly and it was first broadcasted on February 12th, 1964. So, you all know the drill. Sit back, turn down the lights, and listen to the boarded window. Welcome to the Black Mass.
everybody hereabouts knew the spot was haunted. Kids used to run up and throw stones at the cabin and then head out of there. Said they'd heard a rifle shot ring at them. Or the ghost of one. I used to go up to the cabin now and then. Maybe it was the mystery of the place. More likely the sadness. It said something sad about them times. I found out about the rifle shot. Just an echo from the canyon if you throw a rock against the cabin. You can hear it when I throw like a rifle shot, but it's only an echo. The old man's name was said to be Murloc, much as we know he was one of the first to arrive out in these parts. Died shortly after they got settled. That was so long ago, no one can remember anything about her. After that, he just lived on alone in the cabin. And you can still see where he cleared the ground. Trees never grew back. Made what little he needed off skin trading. Looks like he never used his clearing for growing anything. The whole story is just what you see. Cabin. the two of them, the 
body of the woman lying on the table and him, Murlock. I guess it was Murlock, asleep in the chair. Head and arms on the table beside her. I, I found myself in the room. But I couldn't stand up. It, it was like some dream. I was on all fours, staring at the body of the woman. And then uh, some some strange compulsion seemed to take hold of me. And, and I sprang at her. out here and we had plans. Later we'd go to Cincinnati maybe or further west with the children as they came seeing new things. That was the spirit then. She had it. She had it strong for a woman. She kept me afire with it. Was a fire between us. No man ever loved that much, I thought. Janice. Janice. It all ended. Ended almost before it began. didn't even last beyond that first spring when she was took took from me uh, I came in one day from gunning and there she was Janice 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 there, there's no doctor Save 30 miles in Parley. Oh, but it's, it's going to be all right, Janice. I, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. Help me. Janice. We must stay together. Of course, Janice. It can't happen like this. All we've got to do. All to do. Hush, Janice. Hush. Hush. We'll make it. We'll make it. Till 
couldn't believe that white face. And still body was all that was left. done, and far as we were from anywhere, there was none to do it but myself. I hammered the boards into a box, big enough. sacred duty. It had to be done. And I didn't know exactly how. I didn't remember exactly what I heard must be done. I did what I thought should. Was that? Oh, Janice. Was that how to be taken out so the body not swell? Some things I, I did incorrectly, but as best I knew. Other things I, I did over and over. Oh, Janice, the duty for burial. It was the duty to do it. for the dead. No, no, tomorrow. Tomorrow when I dig the grave and, and lower the box and roll the dirt in, then I'll miss you, Janice, when you're no longer in sight. Till I get it right. The ribbon. 
the ribbon to bind your wrists, Janice. I, I tie the ribbon over and over. I don't know how many times before the bow is just right. It must look just right. Just right, Janice. Almost all night. Then, then laid the body on the table. All ready for the morning. Still, there was no grief. My heart could not contain it all. Nor could I rightly conceive it. I didn't know I was so hard struck. That, oh, that would come later. Lady Janison did never go. Oh. I was tired. I was tired. beside me. I, I felt the table shake. As if Janice. Someone was walking. Janice. Janice. I, I, I flung my arms across the table. Janice. It was there. Janice, you, you can't be alive. You can't be alive after what I did to you. Stop. Stop. Where's the rifle? The flash will light up the room. Stop! Stop! It was a cat! A panther! Dragging her! Dragging her to the window! Its teeth are fixed in her throat! Stop! 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 Disorder. 
the limbs lay anyhow. From the throat, torn apart, a pool of blood. The ribbon with which I had bound the hands was broken. The hands. The hands were tightly clenched. After listening to this radio play numerous times, I finally read the actual short story a few weeks ago, and I still don't get it, but yet it's still entertaining. Our next radio series is Nightfall, and this was a radio show that aired, that was aired by the CBC radio station, which is the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. It first aired on July 4th, 1980, and ended on May 13th, 1983. It was created and produced by Bill Howell. The radio play tonight is entitled Fatal Eggs, and it first broadcasted on April 17th, 1981. You know the drill. Sit back, turn down the lights and listen to Fatal Eggs. In the dream, you are falling, lost in the listening distance, as dark locks in. Nightfall. Good evening. The aesthetic zone between satire and horror is as broad as broadcasting, but it often seems to be explored best in writing communities where the given script appears to have been developed with the utmost conviction. Tonight's play based on a short story by Soviet writer Mikhail Bulgakov and dramatized especially for this series by Arthur Samuels is called The Fatal Eggs. Alexander Kovalevich, 
Oh, wind, I suppose. No. Come over here to the window. Hurry. Manya, I'm trying to concentrate on these reports. I can't believe it. Look. Well, Manya, what is it now? Look. Over there, by the hatchery, hmm? those huge shadows all moving and writhing. I can pitch out there. I can't see. Manya, it's just the trees swaying in the wind. No. Not the trees. Something. Alive and... What is this? They can't be real. Don't you? Man, you look out. This laboratory is colder than a tomb. Svanov? Yes, Professor. This cold is intolerable. I can see my breath in here. Can't we get some heat? Well, there's no fuel, Professor Persikoff. How is that possible? What will happen to the specimens? They can't survive in this chill for long. Oh, I'm afraid it's too late for some of them. I've just taken a count. We've lost eight tree frogs. Oh, no. Fifteen toads. And all. And I hate to tell you, the Surinim toad as well. The Surinim? Dead? But it's irreplaceable. I know. Well, that's the last straw. I'll tell them a thing or two. Hello? Hello? Operator, this is Professor Vladimir Ipatovich Persikov, director of the Zoological Institute. I want you to get me the Ministry of... Uh, 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 whatever. The People's Commissar of Zoological Science. Mm, the People's Commissar of Zoological Science. Yes. What? Huh? All the lines are busy. How can they be busy? They don't do a damn thing down there. Oh, never mind. I'll call later. Those bloody paper pushers. You can bet they've got cold to keep the fat asses warm. Ten years since the revolution and still we have to put up with... Professor, could you come here a moment? Eh? What is it, Peter? There's something awfully strange. I, I'm trying to focus the microscope on this slide of amoeba and... Well, could you take a look? Yes. Just let me warm my hands on the Bunsen burner first. <laughs> All right, let's take a look. Hmm, can't see a thing. Only some ray of light gone astray. Well, that's just it. I've never seen a ray like it. Where does it come from? Uh, probably a refraction one. Peter. Uh-huh. Turn up the magnifier. Give me ten thousand. Yes. yes, that's it. What is it, Professor? I, I must be hallucinating. Yeah, take a look. See? That wall of yellow light? Yes. And shooting out of it, like an arrow, that red ray? Yes. Now, see how the amoeba are behaving as that ray touches them. Oh, good heavens, they're rushing toward it, fighting one another to get to it. There, quick, quick, let me see. My God. They're growing growing at an incredible rate, right under my eyes. Unbelievable. Peter, quickly, get me some frog row. There's not much... Get it, honey, before the red ray disappears. <laughs> Look at it, Peter. Then tell me I'm dreaming. This frog is a monster. Uh, yeah, that's why I measure it. Good Lord. 
36 centimeters long. More than a foot long. And it grew that large in less than 24 hours from the tadpole stage. Frightening. Careful, Peter. It looks vicious. I'll put it in the cage with the others. How do you explain this, Professor? I really can't. Except that the ray apparently stimulates growth at a phenomenal rate. An abnormal effect on the deutoplasm. Remarkable. Merely remarkable. Perhaps what we have discovered is nothing less than... The ray of life? Unless it's only a passing phenomenon. A random refraction of light. From the sun, do you mean? No, not from the sun. I'm on a certain source with this electric light we put in yesterday. That ordinary incandescent light. I believe so. And nothing has been moved, so if we calculated angles of refraction taking spectroscopic readings, we could recreate the red ray. And control it. All we need is... Yes? Come in. No, wait! Oh. Genia. What is it? Your dinner is ready, Professor, and I just... Awful smell. Huh? Uh, no, no, nothing. Uh, an experiment. Uh, I'll have my dinner late, Genya. Uh, but... Later, but... later. We'd better make sure she stays out of here. All those creatures penned up. Yes, they're all in cages over here. One, two, three, four. That's strange. There were five. <coughs> Genya! <coughs> Oh, Genya, it's all right. All right, don't get hysterical. <laughs> that monster, that monster, it attacks me. What? What in God's name is it's it? It's only a frog, Genya. You call that oh, a frog? I admit it's somewhat larger than the usual frog. <laughs> it's coming up. Calm down, Genya. We'll ward it off here. Peter, take this one. Oh, kill it before it kills me. Now stand back, Genya. <laughs> There, he's stunned. Now to finish it off. Hideous. You're safe, Gania. Get hold of yourself. The frog's dead. All over my nice, clean floor. What a bloody mess. Now, listen, Gania. For the time being, I want you to stay out of the laboratory. Assistant Professor Ivanov and I are conducting an important experiment. Laboratory? Experiment? I wouldn't spend another day in this madhouse. I'm packing my things right now and going to my sister's. You get yourself another housekeeper. I'm through. As if we weren't in enough trouble. Do you think she will talk? Genia Stefanovna has two outstanding characteristics. A warm heart and a big mouth. To make matters worse, she has a brother-in-law who is an exemplary Soviet citizen. Oh, which is to say that... He reports everything to the authorities. Haven't found my journals, have you, Peter? No, sir. I'm, I'm afraid you were right. They, they must have been... Stolen. Damnation. That's maddening. 
just finished testing the three black chambers you built. They're perfect. I'll see to it. You share the credit for our discovery when the Academy of Sciences come through. Yes, some... yes, thank you, Professor, but there's someone here to see you. No, no, I, I haven't. I have no time to see anyone now. Send whoever it is away. But he has credentials from the Kremlin. I don't give a damn. Well, who is he? He says his name is Destian. Destian? What kind of name is that? Destian... As in destiny, comrade professor. Please pardon the intrusion, but may I present my card? Ah. Alexander Semyonovich Destian, Supreme Economic Commission on Livestock Breeding. All right, I'm impressed. Now, what do you want? Could we speak in private? I have with me a secret memorandum. Oh, all right, Peter, if you don't mind. Yes, yes, of course, I have things to do. Excuse me, both of you. All right. Now, what's the secret memorandum? Well, since it is actually uh, in excess of 400 pages in length, oh, I Lord. shall sum it up in a single word. Disaster. Hmm. Marvelous condensation. But what does it mean? Comrade Professor, you must be aware of the chicken plague that has been sweeping through our beloved Republic. Of course, the papers are full of it. Sick chickens, dying chickens. Dead chickens, comrade. It's worse than the papers have reported. Far worse, I'm afraid. In fact, we now estimate that within a matter of weeks, there will not be a single live fowl left within our borders. Disaster, comrade. Would you not agree? If you happen to like chickens, yes, personally, I loathe them. Please, Professor, let us be serious. If a fatal blow to our socialist pride and solidarity is to be averted, we must restore our chicken population without delay. Fine, but what's that got to do with me? It has to do with your marvelous red ray. Huh? What do you know about that? Now, let me consult my notes. Instantly accelerates the vital forces of reproduction. A protoplasmic growth factor of 19.3... Those are my notes, my missing journals. You stole them. Borrowed them, comrade. Is it true that with this stupendous invention, you have produced from half a pound of frog roe two million tadpoles in less than two days? Those figures are only approximate. And from several tadpoles grew frogs the size of dogs? No. Well, small dogs. All right. Then why not chickens? Chickens? Huge chickens in unlimited numbers. Comrade Professor, surely you see the obvious application for your ray. I see the obvious danger. Tell me something, comrade. Look around you. Do you see any of those monstrous frogs? No. As a matter of fact, I was hoping you would show me some. Well, forget it. My assistant and I gassed the huge frogs and tadpoles, every last one. What? But why? Because we are not sure what we are on to. Science cannot afford to be reckless. One measured step at a time under absolute control. Hmm. Comrade Professor Persikov, according to our records, you recently imported from Germany a number of complex lenses. Well, one of it. May I presume that they have been used for the reproduction of your red ray? In those black chambers I see over there, perhaps. Yes, but I haven't even begun my program of experimentation, and I'm damned if I'm going to be rushed into uh, it. Comrade Professor, I shall come to the point of my visit. And about time. I have with me a document. Another one. Authorizing me to remove two of those chambers from these premises. What? Are you crazy? And transport them to the new model chicken farm in the Sovkas region. I have been designated its manager. You will turn the two chambers over to me. You be damned, I won't. You don't have the faintest idea how they work. You will explain them to me. The entire process, in precise detail. 
I tell you, I will not. Comrade Professor, you are one of our most eminent Soviet scientists, and you have my utmost respect. But should you persist in your refusal... I do persist, I have men waiting outside, and they have been instructed to use force if necessary. But I'm sure we can depend upon your patriotic cooperation. Zoological Institute, Assistant Professor Ivanov speaking. Yes? Oh, oh, hold on. Professor, it's the province calling that fellow Destian. All right. I'll take it. Hello? Yes, this is he. Yes, and greetings to you, comrade Destian. What? You received a shipment of hen's eggs from abroad and they're what? Dirty? Slimy? So you're asking me whether they should be what? Oh, washed. Well, of course you must wash them, comrade. After all, how can you expect to breed clean Soviet chickens from dirty foreign eggs? Eh? Oh, you're quite welcome. Goodbye. <coughs> Imbeciles. Do you think they'll succeed, Professor? Those bureaucrats. Oh, they'll find some way to foul up. You can depend on it. They're getting ready to load our black chamber with eggs out there. Then we should be hearing of the results pretty soon. God knows. Meantime, they got their eggs, but where the hell are ours? I've put in several calls. They've been delayed in quarantine, they say. Quarantine? You mean red tape? Oh, dear, dear. Well, let me know the moment they come in, Peter. Yes, sir. We've got to go ahead with our own experiments, if only to let those idiots know what they're doing wrong. You're really worried, aren't you, Professor? An unknown red ray whose power and magnitude even we have not begun to assess in the hands of bureaucratic bunglers? Oh, yes, Peter, I'm worried. I'm terrified. I demand an explanation. You were assigned to guard duty at the hatchery, were you not? Yes, Comrade Destin. But you couldn't manage to stay awake, is that it? I, I swear, I, I didn't close my eyes for an instant, Comrade. All night? Yes. Well, it's, it's possible I might have dozed off a little, and but And it's I... also possible that you left the door to the hatchery open. No, no, I deny that. Absolutely, comrade. The door was closed. Then would you do me the honor of explaining how all the eggs in Chamber 1 seem to have hatched last night without one single chick to be found anywhere? I, 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 don't, I don't know. The door and all the windows were closed? Yes. They couldn't have flown out. Did they simply dematerialize? I, I, I don't know, but... But, but I have a theory. Oh, you have. Well, let's hear it. Maybe, maybe there were no chicks. Maybe the eggs were empty all along. Oh, no, the only thing empty around here is that thick skull of yours. But, Comrade... Get out, do you hear? But, but Comrade Destin... Out! Oh, 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 pardon what me, Comrade. You but your, your husband has me so... Will you get I, out? Yes. I tell you, I'm going mad, Manya. Oh, calm yourself, Alexander Semyonovich. There's good news. I could use some. I've just been at the hatchery. Come and see. The eggs in chamber two are hatching. You hear that? Yes. 
eggs are ready to cooperate. I still can't get over the size of those eggs. Do you really think foreign capitalist hens could be so much bigger than ours? These last few days, I've had the feeling this whole experiment is bigger than we can handle. Oh, now, now. You're in complete control, I'm sure. I wonder. I should have recommended to the Central Committee that Professor Persikov be brought in personally to supervise. Nonsense. Some of the chicks have vanished, but otherwise it's all going splendidly. I only hope you're right. You'll see, Alexander Semyonovich. In a few hours, we'll have the finest brood of chicks ever hatched anywhere. Well, we shall know soon enough. And you, my dear husband, will be up for the order of Lenin, at least. Hmm. Yes, I keep wondering, Manya. Hmm? Whatever could have happened to all those other chicks? Professor Persikov, uh, the eggs, they've arrived. Ah, right here. Ah, at last. Well, 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 uh, let's pry open the crater. They certainly are well back. Uh, uh, we can look at the first layer. What is this? A joke? Oh, no. I don't believe it. These are chicken eggs, and we ordered... Serpent eggs. Those cretins at the shipping depot. They switched consignments. We got chicken eggs. Destin and his bunch at the chicken farm. Must have got... Snakes. There. It's finished. Alexander Semyonovich, look. Hmm? You're sure it's finished? Are you pleased? It's beautiful, Manya. Here, try it on. No, not now. Why are they taking so long to hatch? Oh, the eggs. Shall I walk over to the hatchery and check? No. I posted a double watch. I told them to let me know the Alexander minute... Alexander Semyonovich. Listen. What's that? Oh, the wind, I suppose. No. Come over here to the window. Hurry. Manya, I'm trying to concentrate on these reports. I can't believe them. Look. Well, Manya, what is it now? Look. Over there, by the hatchery. Hmm? Oh, the huge shadows. All moving and writhing. Black as pitch out there. I can't see... Manya, it's just the trees swaying in the wind. No, not the trees. It's something alive. Coming closer. Oh, my God! Rather than... They can't be real. They're huge. Come on, Manya, look out. Operator, I've got to get through to Subkos. What do you mean they're not answering? 
Look, they can't all be asleep. Well, keep trying. It's very urgent. Ah, this is ridiculous. Maybe they are all asleep. No. Something's wrong at the hatchery. Those eggs in unskilled hands. Under the red ray. And not just ordinary snakes, but anaconda. Copperhead. What a boa. Yes. And under that ray, Professor, how big, how deadly, and how many. <laughs> Comrade Destin, you must get hold of yourself. Can't you tell us anything rational? Snakes! I see snakes! Rattlers! Rattlesnakes! It's no use. Let him go. He's completely insane. I suppose you're right. But there must be an explanation. The whole experimental farm in a shambles. The 122 workers vanished without a trace. And that one Destin found wandering miles from the chicken farm, a raving madman... Oh, this Professor Persikov. Persikov, what about him? Well, could there be anything to his warning about, you know, the, the grave danger? His warning? That's about as reliable as the reports we've been getting about snakes 50 feet long. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. Just bourgeois inspired his. Come here. Listen. That sound outside. What is it? High winds. Turn on the radio for the weather forecast. Wind. Is the building shaking to its foundations? special bulletin. According to reports just received from wire services of the Red Spark, the Red Projector, the Red Pepper, and the Red Evening News, it would appear that earlier reports concerning the mysterious appearance of certain giant creatures in and around Sokhar's province have now been uh, confirmed. The, uh, the creatures are described as being of a certain species of amphibian snake related to the anaconda except that their size, according to eyewitnesses, is said to be in excess of 15 meters in length, with a body thickness greater than the girth of a large man. A very large man. As to their numbers, reports have it that they number in the many thousands and that they are laying eggs all along their path of advance, which seems to be in the general direction of Moscow. I have with me here in the studio Professor Vladimir Apachevich Persikov, director of the Zoological Institute. Comrade Professor, can you shed some further light on this phenomenon? There can be no light now. Only darkness. Oh, idiot. Uh, perhaps I could rephrase the question. Don't you understand? Are you capable of understanding? It's too late. It's all over. Uh, that was Professor Persikov of the... Comrade listeners, we now bring you a message direct from the Supreme Soviet Emergency Committee. Comrade citizens of Moscow, it is our duty to inform you that hordes of the giant snake-like creatures are now within 50 kilometers of Moscow and advancing steadily. 
you are urged to remain calm, to, to go immediately to your homes, close all windows, doors, and do not, repeat, do not venture out. Rest assured that all available units of our glorious Red Army are now moving into position to repel the invaders. Oh, we'll fall. Russia is gone. And the situation is expected to return to normal in due course. Hypocrites! Imbecile! Come on, Professor, please. We're on the air. <laughs> that was an official message from the Supreme Soviet Emergency Committee. Now, please stand by for further bulletins, which will be brought to you as soon as... The, 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 whole, the whole building's shaking. Uh, uh, we, we regret this interruption, but there seems to be some kind of disturbance uh, immediately outside our studio. And uh, I'm not... What it is, uh, a wind Well, that's the show for tonight. I want to thank you all for listening. And remember, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash terror1970. Or you can find me on Instagram at Radio Show Nerd. Or on the Twitter <laughs> at Radio Show Nerd 1. Or if you want to just drop me a line to say hello. Or maybe make a request or a suggestion. You can always... Hit me up on my email at radioshownerd at gmail.com. Again, this is your host, Keith, a.k.a. The Radio Show Nerd, signing off. <laughs>